Los fanáticos de Divian Network Browns hablan con los fanáticos de Browns. And greetings, welcome, thank you for joining us here on the DBN Network. I am your grateful host, Brother Easy Weave, and I have with me, and this is, by the way, Not Easy Does It, the show that you normally hear me on whenever you do hear me, I have with me on the square table, which we haven't busted out here in a while, uh, my two good friends from parts unknown Hungary. We have Forth, good afternoon, or actually good evening there, Forth. Yeah, hi everyone. And uh, from parts somewhat known, New York, we have our man Gin and Tonic, who is in the same time zone that I'm in. How you doing there, Gin? How's it going, man? Good. Good. Good to talk with you guys. And it is uh, the Saturday where we are talking to you. It's uh, five days before the most important draft of our lifetimes, 2018, as it relates to our beloved Roarange helmets. And, of course, the Browns on the clock, as they have been since uh, the end of the 2015 season. And they are likely to be uh, sitting there with a, a quarterback in mind, but we're going to uh, be talking about all of those things as the program unfolds. That's really what the the subject of this is today is is the draft. I mean, and and along with that, uh, as we've kind of been doing our our build up to this, also talking about the the philosophy of the the kind of management style that the team is now operating under. And if uh, time permits, we're also going to be uh, kind of parsing the press conference given by Browns general manager John Dorsey, affectionately known as Meathead by me around these parts. Uh, but I think that it's but and it is affectionately so. It's not. Uh, it's not a, a pejorative to uh, to say that because I do like the guy. I just think that he's kind of a dead man walking, given the uh, state of the franchise. And let's get into that. Uh, the for, the the uh, draft is happening this Thursday, and I want to uh, start off well in in the first place. Uh, gin and tonic coming from New York. Uh, first of all, before we get into anything else, um, you know your Mets are looking pretty good, huh? Yeah, Mets are looking pretty good. They got. Uh, just actually got a notification that uh, they moved Matt Harvey to the bullpen, rocking his uh, 6.0 ERA. So uh, opened up a spot for Jason Vargas in the starting rotation. Hopefully that'll uh, solidify that number three spot. I mean, we've got a good one-two punch, and, and they're winning games. And they're not. You know, some guys really aren't hitting, but you know they're they're still. You know, I think what now, 14 and four, 10 games over 500. You play 500 the rest of the way. And probably in the playoffs. So yeah, you were ten Pretty games over five hundred. You know, and, and the whole the entire reason that I asked you that question is because Fourth hates baseball. But unfortunately, during the uh, the course of that question, he uh, he dropped off here. So hopefully, we'll be able to to uh, he'll be able to come back and join us as uh, as we go along. Of course, as I say, he's over there in uh, what's basically a fourth world country, and so it's it's you know it, it, you never know with the uh, spotty internet shoddy. It's internet spotty. It. Yeah, you you never know. There could be uh, you know uh, armies you know uh, sacking the homes and you just never know i mean what's going on over there on that part of the world so whenever he's able to rejoin us uh we'll certainly look forward to that okay so to the serious stuff uh, as we approach the draft, I, I want, and, and you know, notoriously, or I should say historically, you know, you and I have been on uh, the opposing side of, of a lot of things. I think um, amiably, generally speaking, we, we tend to get along, even though we, we don't agree on, on uh, a lot of things. I think we do actually agree on, on, on quite a few things. But as, uh, as, as we go into this draft, I think we, you and I probably are, are in more agreement than we uh, – well, well, actually, we'll find out as we, as we go along here – about the direction that the Browns are heading in and the way that they should go. 
But for for you, we'll just start it this way. We're sitting there on Thursday night. It is, you know, a couple minutes after 8 o'clock. Roger Goodell is strutting to the podium, and he says, with the first pick, the Cleveland Browns select quarterback. Who is the name that you want to hear said at that point? Well, I mean, it, I, I've made it pretty clear. I think that the best long-term solution, not right away, I think the best long-term solution is going to be Sam Donald. Um, just, I love the guy's tape. I know he's got some issues, but I just, I really think, you know, two or three years down the road, he's going to be the guy in this class that is putting teams, you know, deep in the playoffs. That he's going to be the guy that will play guys deep into the play. The way you said that made it seem like he he played guys deep into the playoffs in college. No, he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be the he's going to be the guy that that leads teams deep into the playoffs. That's my that's my take. Gotcha, gotcha. So not even a hesitation there. He's uh no. Okay, uh, so what I would uh, it, it, I, I, I'm going to um, ask forth the same question here if we can get him back on here momentarily, which I think that we're going to be able to do. And of course, anybody that's uh, fourth, do we end up getting you back on here? Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. No, no problem there's at all. Some... Well, we, we we speculated as to what the problem could Are be. Are they so... storming your village? Yeah, there's there's <laughs> <laughs> marauding uh... armor, armies, you know, coming through. Kind of like that video game that you were telling me that you play. I kind of imagined that's what was going on there. Um, so forth. What I just asked uh, Gin and Tonic was on Thursday night. It's a little bit after eight o'clock, which is uh, like like 12 noon the next day where in your part of the world but at, at that point Goodell is on the clock he says with the first pick in the draft the Cleveland Browns select quarterback what is the name that you want to hear coming off his lips uh, right after that Baker Mayfield okay so that's that's the okay so Chris kind of gave uh, Jen, uh, GNT kind of gave his uh, reasoning as to why he thinks Darnold is the uh, guy uh, that should be picked there what say you why it should be Baker Mayfield well, in my mind, uh, everything points towards Mayfield and to a slightly lesser extent to Darnold. Uh, I think the film is great, and I think every uh, sort of statistical measure that you can think of other than his height points to him being the best prospect not just this year, but in some time. Uh, I've bought uh, James Coburn's uh, draft guide thing where he does his own analytics. And uh, Baker Mayfield uh, cleared every single threshold that he has I think he has like 26 for quarterbacks and every single time Baker Mayfield is a yes 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 uh, Darnold I think has 25 out of 26 and I don't like his film as much it has this weird um, kind of mechanic when he throws and um that kind of a loopiness uh it's it's he's got a hitch yeah he's yeah that's 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 a good way to describe it which i don't but, think is necessarily disqualifying but it's definitely there yeah yeah i mean it it i don't see there's a that that big of a problem uh even if he doesn't get rid of it you can live with it i think 
Yeah, Philip Rivers got that wonky delivery too, and it works. So right, yeah, uh, it's, it's just he, about he being has able. he has he's gotten results. Uh, yeah, but um, another thing is that puts me puts Mayfield above Donald in my eyes is if I remember correctly, at least statistics wise, he's been getting better and better each year, and Donald had a little uh, slump. Uh, compared to 2016 which was an amazing year for him mm-hmm. so yeah that that's that's why he he uh mayfield edges him out in my mind but um if we if we pick darnold i'm go- gonna be happy if we pick rosen well, I'm gonna before, be... before you go any further let me because I, I got a the, the answer from the both of you and, and and not surprised by either of those and i don't think i'm gonna be surprised by the next one either so you would be you're you're all about darnold gnt and you're all about uh mayfield uh, for, which as i am as well so uh, what who is the name that if you hear it called is going to cause you to recoil in horror and know that we have just botched this thing and i'll start with you genitonic are we talking quarterbacks only or well i guess not i mean if, if there's in other words if we that that's that's certainly an option so are you saying that uh, you, you will recoil in horror if it's anybody other than a quarterback which i think is a pretty reasonable take would be i mean I, I would be i would be really upset if it's anybody but a quarterback um but if it's going to be josh allen i would rather it be a non-quarterback i would rather you know what i mean like i i don't want to pass on quarterback at one but if we're gonna take josh allen i would rather have taken uh, barkley or and i'm not i mean i'm not a fan of taking a running back at one but there's no way i could i can't find any logic to take an allen at one i just don't see it so i mean i would take probably two position maybe maybe chubb or barkley over allen before you know what i mean i don't want to touch i don't want allen anywhere near this team fourth like, to me, he is just just the guy that is going to uh, – I mean, that's – he's going to be a coach killer. I think that that would set this franchise back probably three years um, at least, if not more. Which means we're back in the same spot that we're that we're in right now. Fourth, though, same yeah. question. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we pick anything other than a quarterback at one, that's a mistake. If we pick Josh Allen, that's – probably even worse so would you uh, is, so if the if the choice is pick josh allen or a non-quarterback at one which would you prefer i would prefer a non-quarterback at one wow that's and, because the way we are set up right now i think it would be even worse uh if we if we picked such a in my eyes at least disastrous prospect because he wouldn't start right away, right? So we are going to go with probably with Taylor, which would add, in my eyes, at least one more year of uh, having Josh Allen and, and, you know, not picking another quarterback, which, I mean, if we picked Josh Allen, I would be... I would start looking at quarterbacks immediately. <laughs> we, so we take Josh Allen with the first overall pick, and immediately you're looking at the draft class of 2019. This guy, we're already going to have. I got. I, I am. I am with you guys from the standpoint of he's the least of the of the quarterbacks that I would prefer out of the top five 
Um, but I'm not nearly as down on him. I, I, I would, in, in other words, there's no position player that I would rather have than him if it came down to it. He, he's, I would definitely prefer Mayfield, and then after him, Jackson, and then after him, Rosa, and then after him, Darnold, and then after him uh, would be Allen. But I would take Allen. I would take Allen before Kyle LaLetta. I would take him before Mason Rudolph or Mike White or anybody else, and I would take him before any position player. I'm not – I understand, and, and I certainly um, can, can see uh, a lot of the same stuff that other people see and, and the – deficiencies that he has and I'm that, which is why I prefer uh, Baker Mayfield but I also think that that a lot of the things that he's knocked for um, can be explained by the 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 conference that he played in by the the, the lack of talent around him so to speak and not you know, not everything I mean there's nothing that um, there, there is nothing that really excuses horrific pocket presence that leads to you know running yourself into sacks, and there's certainly a lot of things that you have to work on. Uh, the flip side is that there's just no denying a, a, a you know a, a huge amount of actual physical ability, uh, possibly the strongest arm ever, and at times, at a lot of times, I can see a. a pretty accurate guy Uh, but there's also times where and this is this is where it gets weird for me because there's times where this guy is hitting tight windows and dropping it in the bucket and just hitting dimes and then another throw where it's it's not just missing the barn it's totally you know over the barn and you're like well how did that happen how is it on one play he he, you know threads it right in there and the next play it's all over the and that's where i think that it had it could have to do with well look it it could have to do with with um bad communication by his receivers it could also have to do with bad reads on his part so you know none of this is to uh, totally absolve him i'm just saying that for me personally uh, I, I wouldn't be as horrified by a Josh Allen, who I totally expected to be at this point, and not because of any you know anything that I've heard or seen in the media or any of the reports or anything like that. It just has to do with um, I just he's he's the guy that I least want, so he's the guy that I think that we're going to get. It's why I think it's why I've I've, I've closed the book on Mayfield, quite honestly, because I agree with Fourth though. I think that that this guy Mayfield is not just the best quarterback prospect this year, one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in many years and is going to be very successful in the NFL and it it makes perfect sense for us to draft him we're in a position to do it there's no reason for us not to do it but we're the Cleveland Browns which is why I know I just know that it's not going to happen I would love to be wrong and of course we're going to be covering the uh the blow by blow as it were on draft night here on the DBN network as we did last year and as we did on free agency day um and so if that happens and we do end up uh, drafting Josh Allen, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say, well, we had other options that we could have uh, gotten there. But I think that it can work out before we uh, get on to uh, the Dorsey stuff. Um, if 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 Allen is the guy, do both of you just see absolutely no way that it could possibly work out? I mean, I, I you can go first. Go oh, OK, I, I think it can work out. I just. Uh... I'm just very pessimistic that it will. I mean, extraordinarily low probability. And if he works out, then wow, you know. I mean, the the arm talent and the physical talent. If if he somehow, some way, figures out to hit at least one side of the barn, right? At least get close. Then we 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 are set. Uh, I, I think I think it's very unlikely, but uh, you know, the the thing that scared me as as I watched the uh, combine was when 
he ripped those 70 yard passes and and the wow it was audible from everyone right. present and that's when i thought oh my god we are going to draft this guy because he can throw hard but, uh, and you well, know and that's a problem well okay i'm sorry i don't want to i don't mean to uh cut you off there uh, go ahead and finish. no 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 I, I was i was i was kind of finished gin and tonic go ahead yeah, so I mean, I, I guess I'm in the same boat. I don't, you know, like, it's great. He's got a huge arm. And I think it, that's part of, you know, what you need. But, like, everything else is a threshold for everything, you know? Like, it doesn't, you don't need to be able to throw the ball 80 yards to be successful in the NFL. You need to be able to read a defense, react quickly. You need to be able to make good throws into tight windows. Uh, you need to be able to move around the pocket. And uh, if you look at the most successful quarterbacks in the NFL, like, Guys like Aaron Rodgers, guys like Russell Wilson, even even to some extent Matt Ryan. Guys need to be able to move out of the pocket and make a throw on the run. Um, and those are all things that I just don't see him doing well. You watch his film; he just, I mean, he's got terrible. good tape. Yeah, sometimes he's got good tape, but he's got so much bad tape. Yeah, like when it's when it's that overwhelming. Like I mean, look, you could pull up bad plays on everybody. I mean, I. I I linked a couple plays the other day from Donald and the Chow, and it was like, all right, well, he's got some great throws, and then he's got some really bad, you know, like he carries the ball down low. Or, you know what I mean? Like you see things that, all right, well, that might be cor- correctable. It's still a bad play. But you watch some of the throws that Allen makes and some of the decisions he makes, and you're like, he makes three or four of those a game. Like that's – if he's doing that at a – like you got to realize, I, I look at it like he's doing that at a, at a college level – not even an elite college level where like the game is significantly slower than it is like, you know, like Ohio state, Alabama would be, you know what I mean? Like, like he's not playing, you know, he's not playing in the, in the biggest league against the best guys out there. I mean, how many pros did he play against last year? And he still struggled, you know, like now he's going to be stepping in against guys that are significantly better athletes that are significantly better coached. And the game is going to be really fast. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to slow down for him at all. Yeah, and I just think that based off so much bad tape, it's hard for me to say, well, the physical traits can make me look past all that. They, they just don't, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I'm with Fort. I would take any of the other guys. I mean, he's my fifth by far. Like, you know, there's a big fall off from, from Jackson to him. And, I'm, you know, Jackson to me is a, a step below the, the other three. Um, just to see where if, if his name is called, I just – you know, obviously we won't be picking a quarterback next year, um, like because Ford said he's not going to see the field probably this year. But um, oh yes, he will. But that's that's a whole different. Wow. Thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a rookie but quarterback. He's, he's gonna play at some point. <laughs> yeah, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not going to be looking at a quarterback next year, despite what our record is. Chances are we're that's looking, right. Yeah, I agree. You know, so it's a you know we're stuck without you know if he's if he's a guy we pick and he doesn't work out. You know, we're stuck with him for at least two years. You know, we're not even going to think about another quarterback for two years. And hopefully, and, long, you know, uh, we give him enough time even longer than that, you know, because it's... No, you know, no, I know. But, I mean, like you said, if you could, if he comes out and he plays like he did at Wyoming, you're going to know. Or, or, you know, if he plays at the level, you know, where he's completing 52, 53% of his passes and, and making really bad throws, I mean, you're going to know. He's, he's not... I don't see him getting significantly better unless it happens quick. Like he's going to have to step in, and it's going to have to happen fast for him. How many? I don't think that. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was going to say is how many how many years was uh, Jamarcus Russell um, in the league playing? Like, how long did he get before they finally pulled the plug on him? I, I just don't I remember. I, I think that's a different situation because he was still uh, with the old CBA. So oh, that's true. It's 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 kind of hard to. Uh, well, I'm just trying to think of a quarterback that was a quarterback that was the first overall pick that turned out to be a spectacular bust. And I'm just trying to get a handle as to, first of all, who that is. And Russell's the first one that comes to mind. But then also um, how long it took before it was determined that that guy wasn't going to be the guy. Because what I'm saying is that I don't think that it, that two years necessarily is going to be long enough to make that determination. Or, I mean, or that it should be. Now, of course, we're us. So, yeah. you, you know, you got to kind of throw all the convention out the window. But at the same time, I don't, it, it's just it's an interesting um, uh, thought project. I mean, look, I, th- I think I think the last such uh, gamble, if we take Allen, was when um, Carolina took uh, yeah. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, that was the next year. They used that for was it the first pick in the second round to take Boston. And then the next year they took uh Cam Newton, number one overall. I think Clawson was the seventh pick of the second round, but either way, yeah. I mean, he was it was a high second round pick. He was higher than Kaiser, and you know, and so, but yeah, and 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 but then Carolina went like one and fifteen, and so they drafted uh, they drafted Cam. Um, Well, just so you know, Jamarcus Russell was three seasons with the Raiders. Okay, so he got three years, and then they decided, okay, this isn't working, and they moved on. And I'm just trying to think here. I can't remember the last after that a quarterback probably maybe going all the way back to David Carr might be the last time a a first overall pick quarterback, uh, you know, bombed out. And then how? And in that even that situation with Carr took a couple years before they finally. Uh, of course, that guy got beaten bloody. I mean, in his first yeah. couple of years with Houston. Uh, well, look, I mean, you, you and you and I, and uh, for the three of us, we've uh, we've been hashing this out. And if you're listening to this, you've probably been been with us or uh, amongst us as we've been doing this. We all have our opinions on what uh, what we want to happen. And before the show is over today, we're going to all say what we think is going to happen. But you know, the guy who it really matters what he thinks about all of this, the guy that is going to be making these decisions is our our general manager our new general manager john dorsey who was minted halfway through last year after the unceremonious ousting of former executive vice president of football operations sashi brown's uh unceremonious disposal thus dorsey has uh completed uh well for, for all intents and purposes completed the free agency portion and now we are just a few days away from the draft and he gave his uh opening well his his draft presser the other day to a gaggle of uh, Cleveland media types and answered a variety of questions. And we thought that it would be a good idea to kind of break that up, parse it a little bit and, you know, kind of react to it and also, you know, allow you to hear it and kind of hear what the perspective is. And it's, it's a little different um, at times whenever you listen to something all the way through versus listening to something uh, broken up. And I did something similar to this when uh, Sashi Brown gave his final uh, press conference, like it turned out to be like two weeks before he got fired, uh, and it was the same type thing. We kind of played it, reacted to it, played it, reacted to it. So we're going to try doing that here uh, today. And if we, you know whatever you think about this, you know by all means let us know. And mostly the means that I w- it would be good to, for you to do it would be the article that accompanies this um, this podcast at the website dogsbynature.com. And uh, within there, you can tell us you know who the guy is that you want and who it is that would make you cringe, and also uh, what other scenarios 
shows that um, that you could foresee for for all of us. And, and actually, here before we do that, I, I'm going to ask you guys one thing: um, uh, uh, beyond quarterback, okay, and irrespective of when we do this, and after this, we'll play the, we'll play the Dorsey stuff. But if there, who is the one guy other than the quarterback that you like? Who is the one guy in this draft that? Uh, like Sonny Weaver from Draft Day, you've got it written down on a napkin. We must, we must come out of the draft with this one guy. Who is that guy for you? Gin and Tonic, I'll start with you. Uh, it's tough for me to say because there's a there's a, a few guys in this class I really like. Um, nobody's super high up the board. I mean, I, if we're going to stay at four, I would, take, um, I would take Chubb or Barkley and be happy with it either. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm totally not the running back in the first round kind of guy. But... I mean, I, I, I just I, I want to grab a great player at four. If we're at four and it's three quarterbacks and we have the top position, you know, we could draft the top position player. It's like having two first overall picks in a draft. In my mind, I think you got to take the two best, you know, take fill two spots. You, you get the best quarterback, you get the best position player. I mean, you just keep adding talent, you know, you add dominant talent at the front of, at, at, at the top of the draft and you're going to be in good shape. I, I'd be happy with either of those guys at four if we took one of the top three quarterbacks at one. All right. Fourth, your uh, same question to you. Oh, boy, it's, uh, that's difficult for me. Uh, um, I think I'm going to say Royce Freeman. The running back from uh, the running back, uh, Oregon. Uh, Oregon, right. Uh, I think he is the best in in the draft. Uh, and um, he is someone who is not viewed as favorably as, say, uh, Michelle, Guys, Barkley, or Chubb. Yeah, he's a very under-the-radar guy, running back, um, not really even in that tier of guys that you just mentioned. He also can throw in Ronald Jones or Rashard Penny or any of those guys, too. Yeah, and I mean, he uh, did great uh, at college. He did great at the Combine. And when I watch f- watch his film, he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I-, I-, I think he has the best instincts out of all the guys. Uh, so, so for someone who I think can be had in the second round and is as good as I think he is, I will be very. Uh, I, I'm going to say I am going to be very disappointed when we don't take him. Gotcha. Because I I, I don't think we will pick him. Other than that, if uh, uh, Durbin James is available, oh maybe maybe that's too high for safety. But uh, I would really be happy if we took the guy because I think he's going to be great. Yeah, that's your guy. I know he's been your guy right from the very beginning. Uh, my guy that I look at that I, and I don't care when, um, although obviously the four would be way too early for, for this guy, but um, at some point in the draft, I'd want us to somehow, some way, end up with Shaq Griffin out of UCF. That's the oh, guy yeah. that I want. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody wants him on their team. I know. That's, yeah. I, I won't be surprised if the guy goes in the first round. Uh, because he's just that. I mean, if you watch the, the, the film on this guy, and I'm I'm dead serious about this. I don't think there's any defensive position outside of tackle that he can't play. 
He's fast enough to play any of the secondary positions. He's uh, rangy enough to play any of the linebacker positions. And this guy was a terror off of the edge. If you watch that Auburn game, he was he was not only flying all over the place, he was doing it all the way up until the last play of the game that he made that caused uh, UCF to win that game. So I think there, there's a guy. He's been talked about as he can only play special teams, uh, which I think is total bunk. I think this guy is going to be a star. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I think that there's a lot of people that are going to that are going to want him and that because of that he's going to end up people are projecting him like third or fourth round but it wouldn't surprise me if he's a late first early second guy i think his combine i mean i mean forget about his story you know forget about his brother being in the league you know just just his combine was ridiculous like then go watch the tape like the guy is just a football player a great athlete and you know all everything everything else aside he's gonna be he's gonna be a good nfl player Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know if he's, you know, to me, he's not a first, I don't, I don't think he's a first round pick. I'm not sure if he's a late second round pick, but he's going to go, he's going to go pretty early, way earlier than people thought before the combine. I agree. And if you don't know why we're, if, you, like, if you've never heard of, of Shaquille Griffin from the University of Central Florida and you're like, why are they talking about this guy? He was, he was, is, is he, is he Shaquille? Shaquem. Oh, you're right. It is. You're totally right. It's Shaquem. It's not Shaquille. I am wrong. Not only was I wrong, I was a little cocky about it just then. But it's It's Shaquem Griffin out of uh, UCF. And his deal, if you don't know about him, if you've never heard of him, is he had like a birth defect. And so he doesn't, he's his entire life, he has never had a uh, right hand. Uh, So he's, he's only got one hand. Now, he still had three interceptions in college. So. And, and. More more interceptions and more pass breakups than any any other inside linebacker, which in this draft. And if you watch him, that's the point. Is if you watch him, the guy absolutely plays like a linebacker, but he can play at every level of the defense. So I, I'm, I'm he did he did right. I mean, it's not like it's not yeah. just to say he can. He did play at every level of the defense. So I'll be. We're all going to be interested to see what happens, especially after the first round goes, because that's where really your teams are built, uh, are, are in kind of your successive picks. And, of course, we have a lot of them. But as I say, um, the guy that's really going to be making all of these decisions is our man, John Dorsey, the new football guy who is uh, running the team. And thus, when, uh, when so we're going to get into this, as he was meeting and greeting with the uh, Cleveland sports people the other day uh a lot was disseminated and we're going to try to kind of go through it here and try to get through all of it here before the end of the broadcast and so we'll uh we'll start with uh the introduction as uh he's talking about well i mean the way i interpret it anyway is this really has everything to do with the fact that he is a football guy um you know what i'd like to recognize the professional sports team in uh in the city of cleveland um first with Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. That was a that was that was a mistake on my part. What he was doing is he was going to uh, recognize the Cavaliers and the Indians, and uh, how how great it is uh, for them and what they're doing, and how um, how he wants to uh, um, replicate that uh, success with us. So sorry about that. I just botched that. It won't happen again. But then the next thing that he said talked about just how important this draft is. Listen, in this draft process, it's a collaborative effort. We all know that. And I think it's important to recognize the guys in the personnel department, the guys in the analytics research department, and Hugh and the coaching staff for all the hours and the time they've put in this thing. And I I personally just want to thank those guys. And I think some of this really, I mean, all of it doesn't happen unless, you know, Dee and Jimmy Haslam give us the resources to kind of make this thing happen. Listen, we all know in this room, this is an important draft for this organization in the community of Cleveland. We all know that. And it won't be from lack of hard work in, in trying to get this thing right. So, 
All right, fairly uh, boilerplate stuff there. Fourth, G and T. Any uh, any reactions to uh, what was just said there? So it's it, like a, it's basically GM speak. Um, there is something that you didn't play. He, uh, I guess they were talking about the Cavs, and he brought up LeBron. Somebody brought up LeBron, asked a question, and and uh, he said, you know, well, it'd be nice to have an athlete like that on the team at some point. Um, so, like, I think throughout the course of this whole press conference, you'll hear him. He kind of points arrows at all all of the quarterbacks, like this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, every one of them. And I, I think that that clearly was uh, – like a, a little point towards Allen, but there's going to be points throughout this. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, misinformation or, or whatever it is. And you'll just see as it goes on. Yeah, we hope so. And we hope, we hope we're not giving out any information. And, and what you're referring to is a reporter asked him, uh, really what the reporter was asking him is if he would get LeBron some help against uh, Indiana, because yeah. LeBron's out there trying to do it all by himself. And so you're right. His reaction was something along the lines of, well, you know, we'd love to get a great player like that. Um, I, I just thought he was, uh, I didn't, I didn't see it as any, as anything terribly pointed but hey duly noted um you're you're you're, you're, you're certainly well he said great athlete uh, well so true that's why, true true that's true. where I, that's where i took that from anyways all right well to... no no you're good so then uh, of course now the uh, the 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 press uh immediately started uh uh, uh digging in and wanting to know well what are we what are we going to do with that first pick so everybody's wondering about the number one pick john have you guys have you come to a decision on who you're going to take you know what? I'm a, uh, I'm a guy of processes. I'm a guy of structure. I'm a guy of systems. And I'm a creature of habit. I've done it for 20-some years. But where we are in the process right now, I think the draft is seven days away here, y'all. And, but I'm very confident in the, where we are in the process moving forward. You know, I'm going to meet with the offensive staff here t- today after, you know, at like 1 o'clock to 5.30. And then tomorrow we meet with the defensive staff and kind of get their viewpoints on that. In, you know, in combination with the scouting staff. So there's still a couple days here in this thing to get this thing, you know, where we want it to be. I like this guy's voice. Uh, I like the fact that you said y'all just then. Other than that, any reactions to uh, <laughs> to what he just said? So it, still, it seems still kind of like uh, trying to say something without really saying it, right? Well, I think Ken and Forth, you can go. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say much. Uh, if 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 we are looking at just the words, uh, I think he sort of implies that there isn't anything finalized because they are still going to talk to the coaches in the next two days. But honestly, did he use the word collaborative the first effort? Part, he thanks everyone for their hard work, so they had to have talked about this i mean they know they have the board right now they know who the guy is so he's just saying words yeah well that's definitely the case and he says a few more words right here i don't know if it makes well, any cl- yeah go ahead, there go was ahead one, there's one thing i don't know did you did you catch the i'll be talking to the the offensive staff from one to five thirty. i just thought that that was Interesting. It's interesting that he would give the exact time, as if that's yeah. some sort of revelatory bit of information that's going to be useful. <laughs> to well, no, I, I, I mean that I, to me again. It's like I, you'll hear that I, he takes shots at Sashi Brown all throughout this press conference. Interesting. Like, to me, that was another shot. I think, like, well, every, you know, remember a couple when he got canned, it was the whole he's never in the office after five o'clock. I know that that's not, you know, that's been debated, but I mean, oh, the- I okay, I see. I did not even make that connection. That's okay. And see, I am, I of course am the uh, proud, proudly, by the way, the. Uh, uh, 
uh, president of the uh, Sashi Apologist Society, SAS. You I, are. I, I you am. Are. I, I, I am proudly the president of that organization, and I I didn't take any of that out of this. But this is good. This is this is why uh, we have these these uh, these disparate opinions on this. Okay. Well, m- moving on. It's, it's it's kind of funny though. I mean. Uh... I mean, why didn't he say five o'clock? <laughs> if, like... if, if if he's doing that, you know, uh, to kind of rag on the guy who filled your pockets with all the, this draft capital and all the cap space that you can now ruin like you did in, in Kansas City. Hopefully he doesn't do that. But um, No, he's definitely not, going to. But it's, it's you know, it's all I'm good. Not, I'm not confident. It's what he's his. here to do. And it's fine. I mean, he's doing things his way. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, so far he his uh, contracts and the players that he acquired, uh, for the most part, have been very much pleased with what he's done so far. So I can't, plus, I'm not really too down on the contract. For the most part, the contract. I mean, other than signing Landry to the big extension, which I'm I'm happy about. Um, the the contracts that he signed to, for the most part, were able to get out of them. Right? If if the players don't pan out, they really are only like one or two year commitments at most. See, I think that the you know, like I know we don't want to go too far off topic here, but the Landry thing to me is a great is a great deal. You know, we're gonna have a new CBA in two years. Like he's only guaranteed the next two years. After that, right. like his deal could be significantly below market value because if the if the salary cap goes up, that contract's gonna look awesome and it's it's all on team option. You know what I mean? Like right. they're gonna you know, they're gonna be paying him what, fifteen, sixteen million dollars when a guy of his level might get twenty twenty two, you know? That's true. That, that, no, you're, so, you're exactly right. I, I I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I think five-year deals right now with a lot of it loaded in the front is a way to go because in two or three years, those contracts are going to look like bargains. Especially when we got to re-sign, you know, Garrett and Ogba and, and uh, Ogunjobi and the guys that we've drafted uh, over the last couple of years that are going to start maturing into good players, we hope, anyway. Uh, yes. So in that uh, same vein, uh, our uh, our brother Meathead continued on with some more stuff. So in terms of the quarterback, sorry, um, I'm sure you had a, a preference when you came into this process, a guy you thought that you earmarked as, this is going to be my guy. Has your mind been changed through this? No, I think you have to have an open mind in this process, and I think you have to listen to all the information that's filtered to you, but you also have to watch them play the game and how who is best to impact, you know. That's how I look at games. How do they best impact? How do they play the game of football? And then are they good people? Do they love the game of football? Will their teammates like them? That's kind of how I look at things. So that's that's really uh, important stuff right there. You got to have a, keep an open mind. You've got to uh, watch the games, and you have to decide if they're good or not. Is that 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 that's that sounds about right, right? I mean, that that sounds yeah. that's a pretty good process, isn't it? I mean, if we've been doing that for years, we'd probably be we'd be golden, right? I, I don't know. What do you think, Forth? Well, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I mean, he didn't really say anything what... right there. That was the whole point. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the well, whole well, thing. Well, all the things he said uh, sound great. Uh, the impact thing is a bit tricky because if you remember, for example, Wentz, when he wasn't in, when he was injured, the team actually performed better without him. Well, uh, so I mean, they won uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, but... 
Yeah. <laughs> who's to know, who's to say that they wouldn't have won it by you know thirty points if, if Wentz is the quarterback? Or who's to say that they would have you know that they I, I, they may I'm, not have even got? I'm not there. I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm talking about uh, North Dakota. Oh, I okay. I see what you're saying. Right when uh, yeah. So I mean I mean that that team though is a uh, they're a powerhouse. Yeah. So but but still uh, that's that was one of one of the things uh, that I looked at back. Uh, when was that 2016 yeah uh and that that was one uh notch for me uh towards goff that um you know i looked at it and when he didn't play uh and the su uh was uh better and uh you know i thought you know maybe he's he's the product of that team that just I don't know, one seven of, of ten or, or nine of ten championships on, on, on that level. So um the the impact comment that Dorsey made was was something that uh, stuck with me because that was something that uh, steered me away from someone before. So Right. And that and that I mean I think all of them can uh can do that but um i don't know uh maybe maybe if you have uh enough chances or, or, or i should say uh maybe if you adhere to all of these criteria and you 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 get like 100 picks uh, you know the averages would uh be on your side but that's the problem with football that you get so few chances to make these sort of decisions that i mean if you are rigid in your uh approach to this uh, you, you know you know how silly teams are i mean he made the other comments do his teammates like him uh, and and other personality type stuff uh, that's that's something that I I sort of fear because uh, these NFL football guys have a kind of a at least in my mind a kind of a, a tunnel vision when they look at or, or can have a tunnel vision when they look at these these players and you know the the older they get the more removed they are from these new generations so I I don't know if 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 uh, if the metric that he's using is outdated, and if he's trying well, to find well, not, well, not necessarily. I, I wouldn't call it a metric, but um, you hear that uh, Rosen is not well liked, for for example. He does address that, by, as we go along, by the way. So uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, in f- in fact, uh, since you brought that up, I'll skip around here to the end, uh, and we'll actually play this one here. This is the question that he got about Josh Rosen, and uh, we can play it later on because it doesn't go. It's a little bit out of sequence, but this was this was his reaction to the question about Josh Rosen specifically. Could you flush out this Josh, this Josh Rosen thing that seems to be this? You mentioned narrative, so there's this, and it's hard to pin down, but there's this narrative about Josh Rosen that's out there for some reason. Can you maybe shed some light on you know the, what you observe or what you? think about him not so much as a football player but off the field there's talk about desire to play and just that type of stuff well I've had a chance to to be around him in three different environments and every environment I was around with him 
I had no problem with him. I thought that uh, he was he's very smart. Um, he is very passionate. You know, he, he's a broad thinker now. I mean, maybe that's the thing that people talk about. He's a broad thinker. He's got lots of interests. But it won't be from lack of he doesn't like football. I think he's very competitive in, in that regard. Um, I'm fine with him. I mean, I, I you know, y'all, people can talk all they want, but me personally, I'm fine with him. And I, I thought he was a neat kid. Yeah, he seems like a neat kid. Boy, Dorsey hits the microphone uh, too much. You ever notice that whenever he talks, it's just like he sounds awesome. I, I got, I love the guy's voice. He's got a great radio voice. Uh, but, but hey, I mean, he doesn't seem to have a problem with Rosen. So all of this uh, uh, talk that we're going to avoid him, I mean. But for for the reasons that have been given, right? And if you don't know, there's been widespread you know uh, speculation for months now that Josh Rosen didn't want to come to Cleveland, doesn't want to come to Cleveland. There were some comments that were attributed to him about uh, wanting to go to a, a more ideal situation, which would then be meant to say that he didn't want to come here. And he's come out since and said that he that he didn't mean to say that, or he doesn't think that, or anything along those lines. Uh, but Dorsey doesn't seem to have uh, an issue with that. Are you satisfied with that, Gin and Tonic? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think this is again. It's like if you if it's tough to because you're we're hearing it in segments. Uh, you know, I listened to this about twice. I want to listen to it twice this morning. And right, um, if you go through like it, again, it's a lot of it's coach. He he doesn't rule any of these guys out. That's you know what I mean. Like he's not. You know, he he doesn't. No one to me at, throughout the, this whole press conference, no one comes across as a favorite, and no one comes across as a guy that he's not going to pick at all. Like you know, what I mean, he doesn't rule That's anybody true. out, and he doesn't line anybody up as his target. Like he did the the whole jam speak. Like everybody, to me, one of the honestly, I think one of the more revealing things is that he didn't talk about um, Rosen until all the way at the end when somebody asked him a question about it. Like you know, he talks about Darnold early in the in the press conference talks about Rosen he talks about Mayfield you know right. someone asked him a question Rosen's the last one he talks about because and it's only you know you know an attitude question it's not a you know what do you you know never talks about the guy's arm talent never talks about him probably being the best passer in this whole class like he doesn't bring any of that none of that stuff comes up you know it's just about his attitude so I mean yeah I don't you know I think there's a lot of things he doesn't say uh, by saying what he says, you know what I mean. Like I don't think that anything is not nothing was really answered with that question, in my opinion. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Well, and and to that point, here's some more of this GM speak, and I think it falls along the lines of what you just said there. The other day that um, that all four quarterbacks, all four of the top quarterbacks that we always mention, are still in play uh, for number one overall or wherever you take your quarterback. Have you, is it? It's accurate? not I. It's we. But go ahead. But, but yeah. So he made a big point. Yeah, he made it a point right there to say, "I'm not the one that's making a decision." As Mary Kay is trying to get him to drill down on the quarterback, and say, "No, it's not. It's not I. It's we." Which, of course, I think is, um, you know, I mean, that's that kind of goes more. It's it's kind of silly because both. uh, I mean, even if even if Mary Kay is talking about we, he she still has to say you, right? (laughs) Right. So it's like he's so, which, so it, now. Hey, look, I mean, him giving her the business just to do it is worthwhile from my standpoint, even though I don't think that's what he's actually doing. But it's still it's just still funny to kind of, hey, you know, it's not it's not me. It's 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 we. <laughs> but I, I, either way, um, she did. She did eventually get her question in. But but is it true that you have not yet narrowed your decision? You have not made up your mind on your number one quarterback yet? You know, I still look at it this way. The draft is seven days away. I'm very confident <laughs> where we are in the process. And, you know, 
Draft is seven days away from me. I, I want everybody to know that when this draft, this press conference was given, it was seven days prior to the draft. And I just want to make sure that before this broadcast is over, that everybody knows that when this draft, this press conference was given, it was seven days away uh, from the draft. And he just totally just did not. I mean, and to his credit, he just totally did not answer that question. He didn't even try to answer that question. And he did it kind of stylistically. He's like, hey. All I know is that the draft is seven days away, and we're going to draft somebody, and there's a process involved. In fact, he talks some more about the process here. John, you said to ask you, you have a unique uh, process on how you do things. You might be in the third, fourth, fifth phase by now. Can you take us through a little bit of your, your process? I think it's um, in terms of the process, I don't want to give too many trade secrets away, but uh, the process is is to get consensus within the organization. I think that starts early on in February, um, and by that I mean, you know, the college scouts have a 17-day meeting. We sit as a group, as an organization, and we begin to do that type of meeting. Then also, right before the combine, you know, the uh, coaches will get a list of players to begin to evaluate in the upcoming draft, and they'll be doing and, and begin their process of ranking their players as well. And then we come back, and after the combine, there begins workouts, and you begin to analyze data and numbers. And then as a group, you begin to watch some more film. And then the college scouts have been on the road. Then they come back in here, and then you sit for about 10 days, and you evaluate each position as a group again. And things may have changed um, over the course of the spring. And then we come together as organization, personnel, coaching, and we sit there and we begin to build and come to consensus and kind of bring that together so I can hear everybody's viewpoints and objectives. At the end of the day, we're going to try to make what's best decision for this organization as we can. G&T, there's that word that you heard, consensus. How do you react? All right, so, I mean, there's a couple things. First, you know, like we were we were told that we were doing this whole consensus thing previously. So now is this – we weren't doing a consensus thing. There was a division somewhere along the lines was, you know, the front office and personnel on one page and the coaching staff was on another page. I, I, I don't really know how to read that other than was there a divide previously between, you know, Sashi and Di Podesta and, and you and, and the coaching staff. Um, I think at some point we clearly came across that because you know we had the whole uh mccarran deal um that there was a divide and and the plan and and what was going on um but at the same point i don't understand how you can get i don't know 10 15 20 scouts uh you know two or three or four people that work in the personnel department you know your analytical department your coaching staff i don't see how those guys can have a consensus best player especially right this year like there there are going to be people that like all four, five of these quarterbacks better than, you know, and there's no way that that whole room is going to agree on. We want this guy. And, and I don't, I don't get that. Like to me, it, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish there. Cause he doesn't def- define what his process is coming to a consensus is what we're all going to agree with. How, how is that? How does that happen? Because to me, there, there's no way that they're going to agree on. You're not going to get, I mean, you see what it's like. We, the three of us are here. We probably all have different opinions of who the ten best players in this draft are. Right? How do you think it's going to be? How do you think it's going to be when you get forty people in a room? They're not going to agree. So, I mean, the only thing that they can agree on is that you know you take the consensus vote. Who you know these are the best players. Uh, you take as much information as you can, and it filters up to the guy who makes the decision on who we're going to pick. And if 
the consensus to me means that you know Dorsey's opinion is final. You know, we're just gonna—he's gonna take the best information from everybody that he gets, and he's gonna make the pick, and everyone's gonna stand behind it. That's really the only way I can view that, that as a, you know, uh, as what he's saying is as a, a, you know, the system. But there's no, you know, there's no, there's no consensus with forty people, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, and we see it all the day, every day on the Chow, and we see it on the threads on DBN, where you could have you could take any random five people and show them, you know, any ten plays, and they every one of them are going to have different reactions to all of them. And it, we see this all the time. Um, Fortho, what, what's your uh, reaction to the whole consensus uh, uh, shtick there with, with uh, Dorsey? Well, I think uh, a better word would be compromise because that's uh, that's what's happening, basically. You 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 with that many people. I mean, if if there's there's no strong um, central control, so to speak. And that's what that's what he seems to be implying. Then uh, you kind of have to give in a lot of times, and they have to give in a lot of times. So you kind of get a, in my mind, a sort of uh, diluted thing. Right. And and I I remember when uh, Matt Millen was uh, uh, the GM reflecting of the Lions. back to his Detroit years. And one of the things he said in, I think, a Football Life, Matt Millen, whatever. Uh, one of the things he said is that he made too many uh, sort of compromises. He wanted to please too many people in the in the organization. Didn't really uh, put his foot down. And uh, it's kind of weird because. When you listen, I mean, this is, by the way, the first time that I'm that I've heard Dorsey speak. Uh, I, I don't really care for these because uh, uh, they say nothing. But in this case, Dorsey seems to be talking to the staff. To me, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, you it, you think that this is a that right here, this answer that he's giving, are to his own people and not to the fans or the yeah, press? Yeah, yeah, he is. He he is. Kinda, I like the way you think. That's that's good. That's a good. T- it really is a good take. I mean, when when you listen to the intro, he he kind of praises the whole staff, and then uh, he interrupts uh, uh, Mayor K with. Uh, it's not I. It's we. In, in 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 my mind, sort of a pointless and right. kind of bull- bullshit interruption. You know, just just so that he can put his tongue a bit further up the uh, personnel's bottom. Uh, so to me, that that's what that's what this was mainly about. You know, you say nothing, which he did marvelously, I think. And then the other job that I think he, or the other goal with which he went into this. Uh, thing is that he praises his staff and he stresses that it's not him when we all know that he has the final say it's sort of like well, he better he, have the final say on, that was the, on, on the one hand he's praising his staff but on the other hand you can look at it that he is kind of uh, pushing blame away like he's not the center I mean it's it's not me who makes the pay it's us it's not just me 
who right. goes down with this ship. It's <laughs> yeah, everyone. I'm not the so one that's that's, that's proactively covering his ass. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, let's see if it gets any clearer with this next one. That, that everybody embraces this decision at number one. And that just tells you they, they're agreeing with you, but actually <clears throat> believes in the guy you pick. Well, I think what you have to do is that that's why um, you have to have discussion. You have to have to listen. You have to encourage guys to speak up. So everybody's viewpoints are, are taken into effect. At the end of the day, we want good football players here. We're going to get good football players here. Okay, we're going to get good football players here. We just so happen to be at the top of the draft, but I'm very confident where we are in this process. You know, I, I kind of, you know, it, listening to it now with that kind of an ear bend where it's like, is he, is he, who is he talking to here? Is he talking to, he does kind of sound like he's talking to his people there. He kind of sounds like, hey, I'm, this is, yeah. this is, I'm letting you guys know I believe in you. I mean, it's a good yeah. way to look at it now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, who, who are the people that listen to these things? Well, fans us. listen right. to it. Uh, Other media types. Uh, me, yeah, media. And they but, have a very fast burn, too. Like, a, a press conference is not something that is, unless it's unless it's like the Jimmy Haslam candid press conference, it, It's the, these things don't, they don't last. I mean, Mike Pettin was great at these, and nobody remembers any of them because they don't last. They don't have any sort of long-term impact. So this is a, that's a very... Neither did he, but... What's that? Yeah, but, Neither did he, but... <laughs> well, yeah. But, um... You know, the other teams don't sit down with their notepads. Okay, what did Dorsey say? Well, so, true, true. Well, let's, and, and let's see. If they were going to sit down with their notepad and take notes, I wonder if they would get anything out of this next one. Dorsey says that a uh, friend of Dorsey says you're taking Josh Allen number one overall. What say you? Really? What do I say? First off, who is friend of Dorsey? <laughs> Second of all, I'm going to tell you all, I go black in this time of year. I mean, for like the for a month i don't listen to radio i don't watch tv and i don't pick up the newspaper i kind of sit there and just i think scouting you, you when you do that you see the purity of information you, you see the facts and you see the film without listening to the outside white noise and that's kind of why i've always done it i, I gotta i gotta be honest i, I kind of like that uh that that to me is in, in the rest of this where a lot of it's kind of unclear and not really if that's actually true if he actually does that that's that's kind of wise no yeah, definitely. I mean, the the only thing, like, because everyone's having these press conferences right now. We've all heard, you know, Dave Gettleman wants Sa- Saquon Barkley at number two. Like, I mean, do you think he probably thinks the same thing? Like, I don't want I don't want to hear any outside noise. I want to make my decisions based off the information that I have that I know is reliable, and that's what my scouts are telling me. What I think other teams will do because of what they need. And that's how I'm going to base my, you know, any any picks that I make, any trades that I make. I'm going to work my board around what I think other people is, are going to do as opposed to, I mean, like he, you know, you, people are out there misleading, give, throwing out misinformation left and right. Why would I, you know, I don't want to listen to that. And that's basically what he's doing here. He knows that that's what he's doing. So other GMs are doing the same thing. It's kind of I like and that's that. what's being reported. I like that idea of the purity of the scouting process. You know, it's un it's unadulterated from, uh, you know, the the, the if you, if you dislike a certain candidate, and so a writer writes a story about a candidate with their own bias because they don't like the can for whatever reason. Um, I I I I think wait, I, they do they do that? 
it, it happens. You know, as a, uh, a, a, a powerful and influential member of the media, I can tell you that this is a thing that occurs. Um, oh. <laughs> although uh, that power and influence may be just a little bit overstated. Although what uh, was not o- understated in this uh, presser was the effect of the fumbling problem with one USC quarterback, Sam Darnold. And in here a little bit, it's a, it jumps around a little bit here, but uh, old Dorsey does uh, get into that a little bit. How do you, when you look at a quarterback such as Darnold and you see – guy with a lot of uh, especially fumbles turnovers how do you evaluate that and i just wondered is that well, that's like one of the higher numbers i've ever seen in terms of the uh you said fumbles yeah fumbles like from a quarterback especially darnold where he has so much more than anybody, basically anybody else yeah i think you know you have to sit and evaluate how he handles the mechanics of the balls what are the cause of those fumbles i think you evaluate that you know by case by case basis by the way, I don't think it is. You know, I don't think it is. By the way, it was Minoku who asked that question. He was the one that was actually in the presser that asked the press room that asked that question. Because <laughs> yeah. he's been banging that drum about the turnovers for several yeah. months. Oh, he has. Um, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair, fair answer that, you know, there's if in other words, it's obviously the guy doesn't want to fumble. So, it, you know, absent that, what's causing it? And is it is it a, is a process of, uh, well, well, actually, 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 the, there is an answer that's given here kind of in the, uh, the the next answer. I think this is the next one. Is, is the first pick best player available or best quarterback available? Are you obligated to take a quarterback there? I'm very confident in the process as we are at this point right now. The draft is seven days away. Okay, well, that did – okay. I thought he was going to get into the hand size thing right there, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, but, and, and also, um, just so you guys know, if you don't know, when this press conference was given, the draft was seven days away. So now that and we have – It's a process. And, and it's a process. We had both of them in that I, one. I honestly think that he reads DBN and just sees all the – all the posts at the beginning of each chow listing how many days the draft is away. <laughs> I, I didn't even think I, about that. <laughs> I, I think he's. I think he's really impressed. You know. <laughs> who, did, who did we put up I mean, as the uh, the uh, the jersey uh, bearer for number seven? I I, I forget now for uh, Thursday. Whoever that would have been. If he if he would have mentioned that throughout. Kaiser. Was it, yeah, it, it was Kaiser. That's right. So if he would have – okay, he can't mention Kaiser, though, because that – okay. that uh, he, He's on another team. He's not allowed to talk about players on other teams. So don't forget. That's true. That's Well, that and that he, that he gets into that a little bit later on. What he gets yeah, into next here, though, and there are some people that are really going to love this. When talking about what's important about going out and finding that quarterback, this he, – he mentions one thing specifically that's really, really important to him. What is he here to fix uh, for our coaching staff? The uh, uh, turnovers of Donald or the uh, completion percentage of Josh Allen? Let me sit here and think about it. You know, seriously, that sounds like a trick question. I mean, uh, we're not doing a trick question here. The only thing I really care about, do the guys win? Okay, does he have accuracy? Does he have a strong arm? Can he? Can he? Can he? throw the ball in the red zone, you know, in, in tight windows. Can he drive the ball? At the end of the game, does he win? That's kind of what I look for. It's kind of a dumb question. Like, what's like what's uh, less uh, uh, problematic to you? The fact that uh, Darnold fumbles a lot or the fact that Arnold's not all – or the fact that Allen's not all that consistent? Um, but no. Honestly, though, it's, it's kind of difficult to ask any type of – True. Good question when you, when you know the answer is going to be – this a non-answer <laughs> right. yeah. and and i mean honestly they won't 
you you already know that he won't confirm either way so i i don't even know why they waste their breath on these questions well, but you have to ask something there there is something that he does bring up but i don't know if you're going to get to the clip where he does kind of answer i mean a question if you're going to get to it um, there's a there's a stretch, and I, if you want to pull it up, there's a, a question when they when he asks somebody asks about the first and the fourth pick, and if they're up for grabs. Well, that he does uh, actually. Let's see here. That does get addressed here. I'm trying to uh, let's see if I can find the right one where he is talking about what they are going to do. This one. I mean, this is the only. This is that's the only question I think he actually played. And I'll show his hand a little bit, and let's I'll see. tell you why. Let's you see if it. this is the one right here that you're talking about. The number one or number four picture. My phone's all, my phone always rings. You got anything that um, You know what? As you sit there and analyze uh, analyze that, there's some options that have been presented. Um, last I saw, the draft is seven days away. That's and- right. That's right. <laughs> I just want to hear now. Keep going. I, I do want to hear that again. Um, draft day. So there at the right. end, there's an endorsement yeah. for the movie Draft Day. Is that that that's the one that you were referring to? Yeah, and exactly. They asked him. You know, the question before that is, when do you think it will heat up? And he said, Draft Day. Well, to me, that means that the first pick is off the table. Uh, he's. I think he's only talking about the fourth pick because the first pick, obviously, you can trade before the draft. Sure, sure. Well, fourth pick, your teams aren't going to want to trade until they know who's available. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's going to depend on how the first four, first three picks shake out, and then uh, we can get hopefully. Well, not maybe not hopefully, but uh, there's a chance to kind of get a king's ransom from some desperate team that overvalues. Whereas, well, maybe not overvalued because you know Baker Mayfield may be available at four. I would trade the house to get him, but um, if 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 we pick Darnold or Mayfield at one, and then we we could get some team, preferably the Broncos, to get Josh Allen somehow for. A gazillion picks that would be fantastic but i i think gnt is right I, I i think he he interpreted what he said correctly first pick is off the table and we are open to trading the fourth pick which we should i think yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. I mean, especially when you're looking at the first three picks, you figure, bam, 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 they're going to be quarterbacks, right? I mean, we're going to take a quarterback. The Giants, I can't imagine they're going to do anything other than quarterback. And the Jets just well, traded well, up. There have been some, I don't know. I mean, I, I, for, for me, uh, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. But um, I, I can imagine that, uh, you, you know how silly teams are. I mean, I know we, we are the Browns, but... Uh, if if you remember Mike Ditka, what what he did for um for the the running back Ricky Williams, Texas. Ricky Williams out of Texas, uh, Ricky Williams, that's right. Uh, the the uh, uh, your other team, the Bucks, uh, getting the uh, biggest kicker bust. 
Roberto, uh, Roberto Aguayo. Yeah, they drafted him. They traded up and took him at the end of the second round and then uh, cut him so, a year later. So, you know, teams do stupid stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, maybe that's due to the 40 people consensus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I will say that the, the, the interesting part about it is it's the Jets and the Giants. Now, if it was just two other teams at two and three, I would think maybe quarterback might not be in play. If the situations were the same, you know, Eli Manning, whatever, if there were two teams from separate markets. But I think that if the Giants pass on a quarterback and the Jets pick that guy and he's great, it's going to be devastating for the Giants in the eyes of the local fans. Now that's so I really, I really think that they have to take a quarterback, mostly because they can't let the Jets get the guy that they would have taken. That They'll is never a, hear the end of it. That is a fascinating aspect of this that I hadn't even considered, and I, I do not consider to be uh, unmeritorious. I think that there's definitely something to that. Uh, and, I mean, and especially, I, I mean, I live in the market. I, 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 you, I hear the fans call up on, on radio, you know, we got to take this guy, we got to take that guy. I hear so many Giant fans calling up saying take Barkley because they think they're going to be relevant. That's, they don't, <laughs> they, they don't get the fact that you know what? We're not. The, you cannot look at that pick, the second pick in the draft, and decide. Well, this guy's going to put us in the playoffs, and we're going to win next year. You have to think. You know, four, five, six years down the road, the fact that the Jets are picking third right now means that the Giants have to take a quarterback. And if they don't, they're going to have to live with the fact that they passed on a guy that the Jets took. And if he's good, they're never going to live it down. Just yeah, the- and, I, and and the Wentz thing is still fresh, I think, in people's minds. Uh, All right. yeah, definitely. If, if it, or, or I mean, I, I don't know how much they pay attention to the Browns in, in that media market, but, but because you know, I mean, our our whole view of the NFL is very Brown centered, or totally Brown centered in my case. But um, oh, me too. Really, I mean, I, I have a perspective of other teams, but I, you know, everything everything yeah. in the in the NFL world revolves around these roaring helmets, as far as I'm concerned, because I don't really care about it outside. If there were no Cleveland Browns, I, I probably wouldn't really care about the NFL. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. I, I would watch college football if 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 there were no Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I certainly I don't, don't care, care enough about the Bucks or anybody like that. That I, you know, would be it, it's just it's just not the same. It's just not the True. same, and it's like that for any team. That's a. It, I think I would root against the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. But other than that, well, I mean, we're all good people here, so I mean, that's 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 a given. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the. Um, because we're 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 kind of getting close to the uh, where we have to uh, going to have to wrap it up here, but, but I do want to get some of these clips in before the uh, the end of of this. And the next thing that was brought up in terms of the uh, quarterbacks had to do with, and it was a question that when I heard the question asked, like my eyes kind of rolled back in my head, like how, how how is this even something that you even have to ask? It's like it's like asking, um, when, when I like wake up every day, do I got to breathe air, you know, in order to keep living? Do I got to, you know, and, and that that's kind of the tenor of the question, the way it sounded to me. Maybe I'm wrong. You you listen to this and tell me if you have the same reaction. John, these quarterbacks obviously have very different traits, but in general, when you evaluate quarterbacks, and I know everything matters, but what matters more to you, the, the arm? Or the brain, the processing, the reading defenses, knowing the playbook. What is, truly matters more for a quarterback? I mean, it's it's not as easy as separating the two. I think you have to be able to assess the whole package. 
because we are human beings and you have to be able to take the physical skill sets and also the, the emotional, mental skill sets that actually make the body move on the field and how does he react to adverse situations. So I think it's a combination of how guys move on the field, but then do they have the physical you know, skill sets to do those things needed to be highly successful in the National Football League? I mean, that's that's fine. That's that's a fair answer, I suppose. But I don't know. To me, the mental part of the game is like a million times more important. I mean, yeah, you have to, you can't be Connor Shaw out there. You got to have enough of an arm to to you know get it over the the defenders. But that's a pretty wide range. I mean, am I totally am I am I totally out to lunch on this, or or are you guys more along the lines of what uh, what 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 old meathead here thinks? No, I, I, I mean, I'm with you. Obviously, mental processing is really important, um, but I, I just don't think that you can overlook the physical limitations. There's guys like, I, I mean, I know you guys are going to probably disagree with me, and I, and I like Mayfield. He's my number, my number two guy. I really, you know, like if we take him, I'm going to be happy. But there's some hangups with him. I, I, I mean. I think he floats his deep ball. I think he underthrows guys a lot. I think he hangs the ball up there a little bit. I mean, I haven't seen him throw. I mean, he, he's super accurate. But he also, I think he plays in a system that allows him to be super accurate fairly easy. I, I And I think that his physical limit, there are going to be some physical limitations to his game. I don't think it's as bad as, you know, like, uh, you know, he's clearly not Cody Kessler. You know, he doesn't have, you know, he's not going to be afraid to throw the ball down the field. But I don't think he's going to do it with the same success that other guys are so his processing I, I again i think he's he's quick to read he makes good decisions he 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 moves the ball fast but at the same point there are physical limitations to him so i think that you know like is he is that gonna i don't think he's got anything that's going to prevent him from being a, a good quarterback in the nfl but at the same point i don't you know like he's i get what dorsey's saying that that you know you need to have both he can't just be one or the other like i mean clearly there's a massive divide you have Josh Allen, who has all of the physical gifts and probably on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to the mental uh, the mental necessity for processing and reads and, and um, you know, good decisions. Um, and then you have Baker Mayfield, who has clearly the football acumen to make quick, intelligent throws, good decisions, but he may not have the, the, the cannon arm that, you know what I mean? So there, there, to me, there's something in the middle. And I think that that kind of points to maybe the other two guys, or I wouldn't say three, but I'll say two, because I'm not really, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not knocking, uh, um, Lamar Jackson, but I think clearly, I think it's, it's really come down to those other four. Um, I think that, I think that he may be looking – for a long time, I thought Rosen was completely off the board. But I really think that there's a chance that he's looking at Rosen and Donald as his one and two, and, and, and Mayfield would probably be his three. Well, that, I, I, I don't know about, about all of that. What I will say, I, I don't have a problem acknowledging, and, and I see myself, uh, there's a little bit of wonkishness when it comes to the deep ball uh, mechanics for Mayfield. But I absolutely reject outright the notion that he doesn't have a strong enough arm, which you didn't exactly say just then, but you kind of sort of alluded to him. That, and it's flat out, in my humble, if estimable opinion, not even close to being the case. Again, the deep ball he can do better is because he kind of winds up a little bit on it, and I don't think that it's necessary. But the guy's got 
plenty of arm strength. The arm I, strength. I think it, I, I think his arm strength is good. I'm not. I'm not. Again, it's not a. He doesn't have a great arm. He he's got a very good arm, but his deep ball is is not as good as is. It's probably the worst of the five guys. I don't. Well, for, I definitely don't agree with that. But but what I am saying though about that though, I will agree with you that the deep ball can improve. But do you not think that that has more uh, 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 more to do with his long ball mechanics than it does to do his actual physical ability to throw the ball hard? I don't know. I think he it could because he does. I, I honestly he to me I think he throws the ball too high. He I think he 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 does he he airs it up there a lot more than it needs to be. Um, I mean I've seen him make good deep throws. I'm not, but I just I've seen so many of them. I mean because he throws the ball so so friggin' much that you you have the opportunity to see him throw the ball a lot. And you know inside 15 20 yards I think he's he's deadly precise. Um, but I do. Like I said, I've seen him throw the ball 25, 30 yards where I, I just see it, I see it sit up there a little bit longer than I want to. And if you see your wide receivers, you know, have to slow up or stop to make a catch, that's not a catch in the NFL, you know? And that, yeah, that's, that's been that's I, been one I, of my holdups on him. For I agree with GNT that in that that's a, that's a fair criticism. Sure, of Mayfield. You can see sometimes um, uh, his. Uh, two main receivers uh having to go back for the depot but um i've seen enough times where he does a very good job with his depot and um i mean he's no patrick mahomes but then nobody is i yeah, mean yeah yeah well yeah yeah uh to be honest i think with the uh um the question of the reporter uh, I think there's a threshold when it comes to uh, arm strength. When the uh, when the prospect clears that threshold, uh, it's all about the brain, and there's no. I, I don't know where the threshold on on the brain stuff is. So that that that's that's kind of problematic in, in a way. I think uh, in 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 the evaluation, uh, I think that's where the problem lies. Because uh, it's easy to see uh, what kind of an arm someone has, but when you look at the processing, I mean, what what can you let slide? What can they improve on? That's that's the. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not sure because uh, um, on the one hand, you can see them sometimes make good decisions. I mean, in, in some cases. And Ellen made some fantastic throws with uh, great anticipation and pinpoint accuracy with his fantastic arm. It's 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 just so difficult to. Um, plus the brain stuff, you have to kind of separate into uh, different aspects. I mean, he talked about uh, a personality thing, which. Leadership is is a very important part, and then you have uh, functioning within the offense and understanding and the whiteboard stuff. But that kind that doesn't necessarily translate to the in the moment uh, decisions and instincts that you have to operate on. Sure. So it's it's uh, I I think it, it's definitely. The brains that are more more important in the evaluation. It's just that it's, I mean, if that was easy to evaluate, then we wouldn't be having all these discussions. Right. But 
as soon as a quarterback clears the threshold of being able to make all type of throws that that an NFL quarterback needs to make, uh, the arm issue should be discarded. Uh, I mean, right. In other uh, words, if he's got enough, he's got enough. It's only really yeah. an issue if he doesn't have enough, and if he doesn't have enough, that should be pretty obvious fairly early on. I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you, you you look at his film; they they can they can sort of uh, overcome that a lot easier uh, in the college game. But uh, you know, it's pretty clear who doesn't have an NFL arm, sure. and uh, and our friend I think uh, you Robo should dis- dis- whole... discard those people, and and you know, you don't draft someone who who, who doesn't have an NFL arm, and the NFL arm is a lot less than what Josh Allen or Right, Holmes has Josh Allen. If you were to take the Madden scale, has got like a ninety-eight or ninety-nine uh, rating on his arm. Whereas what you need to be successful in the NFL is probably like eighty-seven, eighty-eight. You know, somewhere in that neighborhood. It needs to be. I mean, yeah, obviously, the stronger you have, that's preferable. Um, but as fu- but what's to my mind, and this kind of dovetails with what you're saying, is that what's what's the most important, and this is what I've been saying for for years, is the ability to, you know process the information read defenses make quick smart decisions and sharp accurate throws from the pocket and if you're able to do that then the the physical part of it should follow the mental part of it in 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 my opinion but you know as, as we're getting close to the t- point where we're going to have to say goodbye here i did want to get in uh before we we step away what dorsey had to say about specifically about baker mayfield Baker Mayfield. Yes. How does he fit in that category? In terms of? Being a man of character, a good off the field guy. Well, you guys always try to create the narrative of this guy that he's like something he's not. I mean, we said that back. That's what I'm asking you. No, we said that back at the Senior Bowl that, you know, know, just meeting with him, he's a pleasant fella. He's pretty sharp. Um, You know, he's fine. I, I have no problems with him. So, I mean, there you go. Uh, He he talked about Josh Allen. He talked about Sam Darnold. He talked about Josh Rosen. The only guy that he didn't mention in any of this was uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. We're taking him first overall anyway, you know? Yeah, well. But, no, uh, honestly, I I will say that Mayfield was his guy before he came here. I mean, he always – he scouted him a bunch and talked about him a bunch. He's also the only guy that he he sounded emotional about when he first heard his name, you know, like it – you know, everyone else, that was the, the most, uh, I guess, if you go back and watch the, the press conference and if you listen to it, that first clip of when they ask him about Mayfield is the first time that he shows any kind of emotion, you know what I mean, throughout the whole conversation. Like, what are you guys doing asking this yeah, same question I mean, like, about this guy? Everything else is, you know, everything else is kind of like GM speak, but he he, he likes Mayfield. I mean, there's no question about it. Will he pull the trigger at one? I don't know, but he definitely likes him, and he definitely uh, – I mean, there's a guy that he would he would pick, you know. You can tell. Well, as we, I, this is this has been a lot of fun for me. I um, I'm, I'm uh, unfortunately at a point where I have to uh, break away for other commitments, but I want to thank uh, Fourth and Gene and Tonic for uh, joining me here today. Before we wrap it up completely, I would like to get. We talked earlier on today about what it is that you guys would like to see happen. What your your preferred uh, pick at number one will be. Now I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to start you with you, Fourth. What do you think we will? 
do. And, and okay, acknowledge that none of us know and, you know, none of us really can know, and this is all just an educated, wild guess. But given what you know, what's your gut? What do you say will happen on Thursday? I think it's going to be Sam Darnold uh, because um, there are uh, all these, uh, as Dorsey said, narratives with Mayfield and and I sort of agree with uh, GNT that's when he seemed to show some emotion and perhaps they had some heated discussions about him Uh, and all the things that to me are positives have been shown uh, in the child to be negatives you know grabbing the crutch I think that was great or the uh, spunk that he has shown so uh I see uh, Sam Darnold as sort of a compromise or consensus pick, and that's why I think Darnold and and, and uh, you know he he's not that far from uh, being the top guy in my mind, or, or I think in in uh, Dorsey's mind. So I think he's going to compromise and take Darnold. GNT, same question. Well, I don't think he's going to compromise. And I think he's going to take Baker Mayfield. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, we, we, we are sort of the opposite. I mean, you want yeah, I mean, Darnold. Look, no doubt. Wow. I will I will be happy with either. I have no problem. I mean, I like yeah, both same, guys. Same same here. Same here. I just, I just what, it, what I, like you said, we when you actually brought that up where he's talking to the staff about their input, I think that he's, you know, to, it makes a lot of sense to me. I, I don't think he is going to compromise. I think this is his job and, and he's – going to take all the information and i think uh you know he came in this thing with mayfield as his guy and i and i think through the course of all this maybe he was intrigued by alan's talent and maybe he liked arnold and 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 maybe he will pick those guys i don't really know but maybe i just really think now after listening to this i have an hour discussion that that uh he is uh he's gonna do what he wants to do because it's his job uh, which i agree with I, i you know i don't want to pick you know, I don't want to pull a, a Ray Farmer and draft somebody that somebody else wants because, you know, I want to keep, you know, my coaches happy. I want to pick the guy that's going to be the best player because I want to keep my job. Um, right. And I think he's been a, a Mayfield fan all along. And um, like I said, he was clearly emotional when he when he said that. Um, the only time really he – I won't say he showed his cards a few times, but that was the one time where he got – he got, uh, I think, a little excited. Uh, was the Mayfield comment, and I, I think maybe that maybe he's going to take him. Well, that's that's fascinating, and, and I certainly would hope that uh, that you are right. My personal uh, opinion, I think that when uh, the, the the card is called, that it's going to be Josh Allen. And oh, I think God, that, it, and, and it's for, for no other reason than because I think that it's the worst of, of five good options. Uh, but I do think that it's a good option. And if that's the, the way that we decide to go, um, I won't be, I, I, I'll be disappointed it, really because I really, really love Mayfield. But um, ultimately, um, at the end of this, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of this you know, whole process, this whole process, this consensus, this process, this system, um, I will, the only one of these prospects that I'm ultimately going to care about is the guy 
that we draft. So if it's yep. Josh Allen, then he'll be my guy 100%. I really appreciate, uh, first of all, I appreciate Fourth from uh, Hungary and from Budapest and Gin and Tonic from New York City joining me. And I also appreciate you being out there listening. I hope that uh, you will join us for our most important draft of our lifetime's 2018 coverage, which will begin on Thursday. At some point on Thursday, times to be determined because, um, well, you know, because I have a work schedule and stuff. But we will be covering it with uh, with 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 gusto and with lots of uh, fanfare. And um, hey, maybe a week from now we can uh, get back together here, guys, and see uh, who was right, who was wrong, and who was happy, and who was not. How's that sound? Sounds that's good. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you uh, for being here. Thank you uh, for listening and uh, to the uh, DBN Network, the square table for uh, the pre-draft. I'll talk to you guys soon. And for everyone else, be well out there. Good luck. God bless. And we'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. It's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. Also, listen to podcasts. Check it out.